Welcome to this podcast from the Bay Church. We hope you're blessed by the message. To find out more, please visit our website at www.the-bay-church.org.uk. So this morning we have the lovely Pat, a wonderful Mark. And Mark is single-handedly running the service. He's, he's on the sound, he's done easy worship, and now he's about to preach. <laughs> we could get him to do tea and coffee as well. And do both of you want to come up first, and we'll pray for you briefly before you, you are let loose with the mic. Yeah, so Father, we thank you for these guys, guys, and we thank you for their faithfulness in stepping up and being faithful. And we just thank you that you have given them an amazing message to share this morning, that they have words from your heart for each one of us. And we just give them freedom to go for it, that there's nothing stopping you, there's nothing hindering you. You have the voice of God. You've heard it clearly, clearly and he's given you authority to share what he has given to you this morning and we just honor you and we're so excited (laughs) to hear you speak amen Amen. Amen. you going for it Is that good? That's okay. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, get there. <laughs> are, you, are you female vocal? No. Ah, I've got you in That one. That one. There we go. Right, you know. I'm our way here. Are you excited? I'm excited. And I've heard both preachers, so you should be excited. So, faith, if we go back to Hebrew, it's all about trust. And it's not just, for me, I always thought about faith as, you know, faith, or you do something, that's a bit of faith. Faith is always a step or an action we refer to. But when I've been preparing for this, I felt faith in a different way. So, faith, I realized, is way more relational than I thought it was because it's trusting in God, and it's trusting in his character. It's not just, oh, I've got an action, I'm going to believe you're going to come through, God. It's, I just believe you are who you are, God, that you are a good God, you are who you say you are. So, let's go on some, Hebrews 11, I'm not going to read it, you just can go read it yourself, because it's very good. Um, Faith is mentioned 30 times in that chapter, and it's basically every, everyone throughout the Bible, and it mentions how they have faith, and what has been produced of that faith. So I highly recommend that you just keep a note of that somewhere, and when you're not feeling great, you're feeling like your situation's overcoming you, just read that and have faith that there's so many people gone before you and came out the other side and seen glorious things because of it. So I'm going to read a couple of verses from it. Verse 1, 
Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we do not what we do not see. You can't have confidence in what you don't trust. Chapter 6, or verse 6 even. And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We'll go for it. Didn't do this bit last night, but we'll, we'll go for it. So, this is like my personal bit, which is a bit more vulnerable than I'd like to be. But, well, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, for those who don't know, four years ago before I started uni, I was um, diagnosed with anxiety. So, basically, sometimes I feel sick and feel like vomiting everywhere. It's not very pleasant. <laughs> it's not great. But I just kind of left it. And I was like, I pretended to be okay with it because I let my situation become bigger than God. I'd lost that faith in God over time. It wasn't just suddenly I woke up and I didn't believe God was good. But it was a general, you know, things build up and build up and over time. And I didn't deal with it. I didn't, I didn't have that relationship with God that I should have. I didn't spend time with him as much as I should have. And it culminated in one service. I was sitting down, and usually if I feel like vomiting, it goes after 20 minutes. And this time I felt like vomiting for four hours straight, which isn't very pleasant. So <laughs> there was a point where we were singing, Good, Good Father, and my mind's instant reaction when we sang the chorus was, God, are you a good, good father? And that was like a, oh, wow, what's going on here? <laughs> and it was because I hadn't dealt with it. And my situation had changed where my heart was. My head still knew God was good, but my heart had stopped believing that God was good. So... That's quite a difficult thing to process, you know, how, how do you deal with that? And so for me, I love David's tent. David's tent's my total, total thing. For those who don't know, it's just spending three days with God, and it's just amazing. And I get a lot through worship. So for me, there's two main songs that I have to proclaim. It's... It ties in with what the clip at the start where the girl didn't know, didn't, she doesn't fully understand what's going on, but she gets it. And so the two songs were No Longer Slaves and King of My Heart. So No Longer Slaves, you have to deal with the fear first. I can't put God back in there if fear is still consuming there. And then King of My Heart is, oh, that's such a good song. Oh. Like, oh, I could have just played that for 20 minutes, to be honest. Um, but King of My Heart, it's so simple, but it's God, you are good. And sometimes you have to just proclaim that out when your situation sucks. Because it's still true, and it doesn't change. And that's a sign of faith, speaking that out. That you trust God is who he says he is, even when it doesn't seem like it. 
So faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I didn't have faith that God was going to heal me. I'm still not healed, but I have faith that I will be healed. So that's, that's the relationship section. Um, Romans 10, 9 to 10. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Your words are important. It's what it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And it's not just in this context, but words are so important in every situation, in the atmosphere as we create. We speak out what we believe. And if you leave an atmosphere with negative words, that just doesn't disappear when you leave the room. The next person to come in the room walks into that atmosphere. So be careful of what you say. Check yourself. Think, what is this productive? Romans 12, no, Romans 10, 17, sorry. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. And Matthew 13 as well is the parable of the sower. And he's explaining it to the disciples. And he's talking about some seed fell on the path, and the birds ate it. And some fell on the rocky ground where there was little soil, so there was no roots, and they died quickly. The seed among the thorns didn't grow properly. And on the good soil, that's where the crops were produced. Your faith has to be rooted in the word. Otherwise, how do you know God? You can't, you can't just have, you know, oh, I'm going to pray to God. You've got to understand God. You've got to read the word and know who he is in every aspect. And that's why, it's, that's why I mentioned the parable of the sower. If it falls on the path, the birds will eat it. If you don't read it, it won't stay. If you have a little understanding, it won't last. It'll come up and it'll be good for a while, but it won't last. The seed among the thorns is when your situation looks bigger than it is. And you don't, you don't believe because you haven't read how good God is. You've forgotten it. And your situation grows bigger than what your, the crops from your faith should be. And when it lands on the good soil, when you know God, you trust God, that is when the crop comes. And it's not just, you know, a decent crop. It's like 60 times crop, it says. So be rooted in the word with your faith. And faith must have the right intentions. Aha. <laughs> Matthew six nineteen to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on heaven where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Is your faith in God because he blessed someone else and you want that? Or is it because you believe he's a good, good father that blesses his children? Your faith must rest on realities from the word of God, otherwise your hope can be arrogance that originates from your own mind. I think that was me on as well. <laughs> and Galatians 5, 4, 6. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. 
fallen away from grace. From through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So that's where he's explaining that the old law, that's not going to bring you your your righteousness. That's, That's not what it's about anymore. It's about Jesus, what Jesus did. And it's about you trust in Jesus and your actions that come out of that are through love. And if you have faith in God, there should be there should be a a reaction you know, an action from it. So you should have good works, but they should be a product of your faith in who God is. It must be rooted in that understanding that, that God is good and I'm going to tell everyone else he's good and I'm going to show them he's good through my actions, through the love that I show. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. So recap, Hebrews 11, read it. It's good. (laughs) Spend time with God and write down when God was good for the days when you don't feel like you've got the faith. And then you can read through everything that he has done and say, yes, God, actually, you've came through, and you are good. He is scary. He's awesome, isn't he? Awesome. I love to see young people full of God. I mean, with radical faith, with a radical faith, our future is bright. You know, God is raising up fantastic generation of under 25s across the earth. Half the earth, they say, is under 25 in every nation. In every nation, the Muslim nation is raising up under 25 Radical lovers of God, all your children, your grandchildren are for God. You're made by him, for him, and so are we. And for older ones, you know, just look at Moses, so we're all covered. (laughs) You know, he didn't kick off till he was 80, so we're all all right. So if you think you're old, you're not old. You're not old. God, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come for everyone. Everyone in this generation who is alive now is of this generation. And God has great plans and purposes for us all, individually and corporately. And we get to find out what he made us individually for. Isn't that so exciting? You can spend your life with the Holy oh, Holy Spirit is the only one who can tell you who you are. He's the only one. He's the only one. Um, I think I want to read from 1 Peter 1. This is, this is different <coughs> to last night. And I've got a bit of a cold and stuff, so just bear with me. I've got a bit of a sore throat. My daughter got married last weekend. She's beautiful. I've just stopped crying. Probably yesterday. I stopped crying, probably for the first time. 
because she was so beautiful. And she so loves God. And God so loves her. They have a great relationship. And I love that. Anyway, I'm just fumbling because I can't find where I'm going. Okay, 1 Peter 1, um, <coughs> verse 3. I love the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. It creates everything it says it's going to create. He is so powerful. I just need to love on God a bit this time. That God has no equal, you know. He has no rival. There's no one. Ah, thank you. I don't know where, I don't know where I'm going to put it, but... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Um, isn't he cool? He's so cool. My, I just love how my husband a bit. He's so full of faith. His middle name is R-I-S-K. Risk. He will do anything for Jesus. He will go anywhere. He will climb any mountain. He will speak to any people group. He w- he's just radical. I'm so blessed. He makes me um, radical. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, all praise to God. All praise to God. Because God, you are so good. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. You just want to stop there and praise God because if it wasn't for his mercy, you wouldn't be here. You are born again, and if you're not born again in this place, you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. You need the mercy of God in your life because you can't truly live without the Lord. Your life is a shadow. Okay, so, (coughs) because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, ha, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now we live, we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And listen to this. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. Trials are meant to show that your faith is genuine. They are a blessing to us. I know it doesn't feel like it. And we all face trials. That's because God wants to see if your faith is genuine. (laughs) It is being tested as fire, more precious. Whoa, I'm going funny. It is being tested as fire, tests and purifies gold, 
So when your faith, and your faith, which is more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you, it will bring, not God, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor when he comes back. Because do you know that Jesus is coming back? In Revelation, it says there will come a day when he comes back and everything, the old order will go. And the new order will come. The old earth will go. The old heavens will go. And he says, the Lord himself says, I will make all things new. And when he comes back, he will look and he says, will I, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? And when he comes back, your hidden life of faith or your public life of faith, he will, you will be honored. You will receive praise and honor and glory. You will receive your reward for the life of faith that you have lived on the earth. There's no requirement for faith in heaven because everyone lives by sight. Jesus said, my just ones will live by faith. We live by faith. We live by faith. Um, Peter wrote this, you know, and when I look back at Peter, um, when he denied, uh, uh, Jesus predicted he would deny him. And uh, Peter said, no, no, I would never do that. He said, I tell you the truth. Uh, uh, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed that your faith will not fail. I have prayed for you, Jesus said, that your faith will not fail. So when you have repented, and you've been strengthened again, go and strengthen your brothers. So, you know, faith comes from Jesus. In Hebrews 12, it says that Jesus is the author of our faith. It is, faith is his idea. It's his idea. He knew we would need it. He knew we would need it. So he made it. He made faith for us. And he has it. And like um, um, Phil said, if you don't have it, and James it says, if you lack wisdom, which is just about everything of the Lord, then you can ask him and he will give you it. And he will not find fault with you for it. We tend to find fault with people when they don't have something. <laughs> Jesus never finds fault, you know. Because he's gentle and kind, and he's humble in his heart, and he loves to give. He's so generous, and he has everything, and actually, he loves it the best I've discovered. When you say, I don't have it, Jesus, and he went, well, that's because I have it, and I want to give it to you, and I love that you ask for it, because he says, if you, if it, you know, come and ask. You don't have because you don't ask. And when you do ask, maybe you're asking for the wrong reasons because you're very insecure and you want people to think you're cool. <laughs> Jesus doesn't do cool. Jesus wasn't cool. He was powerful. He was powerful and kind and good. And so, do I have anything else, Lord? No, okay. Um, so, yeah. He loves you so much. We live by faith in his love for us. In Galatians 2.20, it says, I, I am dead now. We sang it, you know. 
I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ that lives in me. This, this life that I now live in this body, I live by faith in Christ who loves me and give himself for me. We live by faith in his great love for us and his great sacrifice. If you ever doubt God's love for you, look at Jesus. Look at what he did on the cross. Look what he went through. For the joy set before him, you're his joy. I'm his joy. When you have a joy set before you, you can endure, any, you can endure anything. Um, so when we face trials of many diverse kinds, really it would, it's good to fix your eyes on, on heaven and the eternal. Because this earth, we are here for such a short time. And we're really only here to bring the kingdom to earth and to get people saved. You know that. Because people need to be with Jesus. People need to know Jesus. There's a harvest of souls. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, and that's our job too. To seek and to save that which was lost. And, and so Holy Spirit is in us for our good. But he's on us for others. He's in us to teach us and to sanctify us through the word of God. And then he comes upon us. And just a quick testimony to the power of God's word, and then I'll finish. The turn-in recently came to Newcastle. And I'm not one for going out on the streets telling people about Jesus. I, my kids don't like it. They'll go, oh, ma'am, you're not that sort of person. My dad does that. You don't do that. You know, you're, you're a little bit more normal. <laughs> um, which doesn't say much. I'll call. But anyway, I was with the Lord, and he, and he took me to um, Isaiah... You know that one is at 63. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And it so impacted my heart. And he said, Patricia, the Spirit of the Lord, my Spirit is upon you to preach the gospel. And I went, okay. And to declare, uh, you know, the good news and to uh, speak uh, f liberty and freedom to the captives. I went, yes, I agree, Lord. Because I've discovered that it's good to agree with God. <laughs> actually, that is faith. If you disagree with these words, you're actually coming against him, and I don't recommend that. <laughs> you know, I would agree with God, and then things go good. They do go good. So anyway, this turning thing was coming up where people in Newcastle were gathering, and they were going out in the streets, you know, to witness to people. And I went, oh, no. And Colin, of course, wanted to go and everything. And I went, oh, and, and the Lord said, go. And I went, I don't like doing that. He says, I know, but I want you to go. So I went, and, um, and we went out onto the streets, me and Colin, because I have uh, walking difficulties. I, I have problems with balance. And so I kind of walk very far. It gets all fuzzy for me, and I, I look like a drunk person. So I'm very reliant on Colin when we go anywhere.
that you know he's my rock and he he I hang on to him. So anyway, we goes out, and there was a scripture, and we you got a bit of a you got a script that you had to follow, and I, I found that really good. I found that really good, um, but very prescriptive, and I thought, no, I feel like a Jehovah's Witness and all of this, <laughs> and I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but anyway, I thought I'm going to do it. Jesus said, do it, and so we went and. We stopped this Muslim lady and went through the script. And, and the word of God is very powerful. And I've discovered that it's not about how I feel. So the, one of the scriptures was, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And we said in this woman, do you want, and we went through on this woman, would you like the free gift? She went, yes. I went, really? <laughs> oh, I went, it works. Huh. It works. So we led her to Jesus. And then we had the word of knowledge and we prayed for our husband and all this, blah, blah, blah. And the Holy Spirit came and it was so awesome. And that was so encouraging to me. And then we stopped a Chinese fella. And the same happened. Would you like the free? Yes, I would. Uh, wow. This is so cool. And so we did that. And so I do that all the time now. If I'm out and about and stuff, it just comes to me. Because I realize one thing about the word of God, that when Holy Spirit's on the word, it's his sword, that it works. And all we have to do is step out over the chicken line, as they say in Bethel, over the chicken wire and take a risk. Because God wants to save everybody because everyone belongs to Jesus and they're all his. He created everybody. They were made by God, for God. They don't belong to the enemy and they don't belong to themselves. They belong to God, their Father. And every soul on the planet needs to know their Father. Because we are a planet of orphans. And in the church, if you feel like an orphan, you need to know your father. You don't, yes, you need community with other people, and that's good. And that, but nothing replaces a heart connection with God. Faith connects our heart to God. Faith connects our heart to God. When you're connected to God, everything else flows from that. Jesus said himself, abide in the vine. If you abide in me and I abide in you, then you will produce much fruit and you bring glory to my Father and you will prove that you are a true disciple. So, can I just pray for everyone before I finish? Father, I thank you so much for your word of truth. Father, I thank you for Holy Spirit that lives in us. And Father, I ask that if there's any in this place that do not know Jesus or have your spirit living in their hearts, that Father, you would come and you would transport them from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, Father, because that is what you love to do. And I just bless everyone here, Father, with a greater heart connection with Jesus, that they will know that I will know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship we have, Father, with you in our sufferings as you strengthen us by your word of power and by faith to overcome, to overcome, to overcome every situation and bring you glory and your just reward, Jesus, for what you did on the cross that you will get your full reward. 
on the earth. In Jesus' name.